Good evening, Rabbi Sai. We are holding here, Beis Hashem, Perek Shlishi. Perek Shlishi, the third chapter here in Shara Bechina. This is going to discuss how does one do Bechina? How does one go about reflecting on the creation? Now, the truth is, the first paragraph here starts off in a very uh, flowery, poetic language. Uh, very difficult even to translate all the words here, but uh, we'll try to use a little bit of an explanation, a translation here. But how does one go about delving into, reflecting on the creation? Noimar, for that we'll say, the way we study and reflect the creation, so we have to go down to the to the uh, the the elements of the world of how Hashem created the world, namely Eish, Ruach, Mayim, Ofer. You look into the elements of the world that was created. That's the Toldoisayan. And to see how everything is connected and combined together. And what we, the, uh, the, um, the benefit that we get, get from these things. And all the wisdom that is shown in the Bria. And how it's uh, formed with dmusoi and its shape, and its proper functioning. So really, we could delve into. I mean, it's it's uh, somewhat basic that to look into everything in the world and see and appreciate what it is. So it sounds uh, straightforward and simple. The truth is, the Mashkiach Zogazunzain used to say that the. Uh, the Rebbe of the Shara Bechina in our generation was Rabbi Vigda Miller. Rabbi Vigda Miller Zatzal, for those that have heard him, maybe now they put out a lot of his Svarim. So he used to, in his Shiurim, he was well known, he was famous for this. He would marvel at different things in creation. And he, he knew the, the background of it, he knew the science of it. He was, he was, uh, his knowledge was phenomenal. But he used to describe, you know, an apple, right? He says, an apple is there for nourishment. But why did Hashem have to make the apple so shiny and red and enticing and then with all the seeds in the middle and it's so symmetrical? If you look at everything in creation, we take for granted, take it for granted that we just have it and we eat it. Certainly, uh, the, the foods that are natural, fruits that are natural to, to, Stop and reflect on it. That's Shara Bechina. And that's why he used to say, Rav, Rav Miller, he was the Shara Bechina Rebbe of our generation. Because he did analyze every single thing. And he looked into it and he studied it and brought out the Chachma, brought out the magnificence of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did. And he used to explain, he used to go through this whole dramatic explanation about certain food items like the apple. And and the texture, and it fits perfectly into the hand, and it's, it's, it's feeling, and it's color, and all of that, which is true. A Kodesh Bogo could have made everything just 
colorless and bland and we would have to eat it anyway because we have to survive. But Hashem specifically made it in such a marvelous way and that's something that we have to stop to reflect upon. Then then we get to a reflecting on the uh, on the bri on the creation of all of the things that it has in its ruchnias components vikashmusay or its its uh, physical components of this world all the things that happen to cause an effect that happen in the bria umadabrai vidaimamai vinachai vinayai this how we explained last night you have inanimate objects you have the plant life, you have the chai, you have the medaber, ukavav, utsmachov, things that are uh, within plant life, the lower worlds, the upper worlds, how it's divided up, who assembled it and arranged it in the most perfect of ways, the sidre, mesudan, mesukon, perfect way, the chilagaisim, chilagmavur. And this sort of, it, it shows of what a tremendous builder uh, that Kodesh Baruch Hu is when he created the world. And this is a, a famous marshal that's given. Let's just finish the paragraph and explain the marshal. How everything really fits together in in the world, and really this idea that you have the uh, what the Akedah created in the world is really an indication of Hashem's greatness. And the marshal he gives is just like And this is something that is a is a refutation to those who have all sorts of concocted theories on how this world came to be. Like many, I don't know how many, we're talking about hundreds of thousands or millions that want to profess and believe in the Big Bang Theory. And that's what happened, you know, things just collided and meteorites and, and worlds collided and then, boom, all of a sudden the world came into being. And that type of thought is is not only, the Mashkir used to say it like this, obviously it's it's not only heresy, but it goes against common sense. And everybody would agree to that. If you, if I take you to a place, I show you this exquisite mansion. Look at this palace. And look, the windows are so beautiful, so symmetrical. The colors and the paintings, unbelievable. Everything that goes in this house, perfectly. And I show you, yeah, you know how this happened? What happened was, there was once a rainstorm one night, and then after the rain moved away, this house just appeared in its place. I mean, nobody in, in their right mind would believe such a such a story. No one will believe that's true. Everybody knows that. We don't we don't believe such a thing. We don't say, you see this beautiful bookcase? It happened by itself. It happened by itself. There was a kid just banging with a hammer, banging, banging, and a table all of a sudden it appeared. Everybody that's foolish. It's foolish. But more more than that just being foolish, more than it goes against common sense and logic, 
it goes really against what the Mashiach used to say is, it goes against the, the, the Yashras of a person, against the Erlach kind of a person. And as a person, really, he knows he's not being honest. By believing in some theory that the world came to be on its own, and it wasn't by design, it wasn't by Baruch who's doing a Machadish Betuv Bechoyim Tam that there was six days of creation and that gets renewed every day. It goes, it's not being honest with oneself. Anybody who says otherwise is because they have an excuse, they want to do what they want, they don't want to, they don't want to confess that they believe it's true because there's no other way to, to explain it. There's no other way to understand it. So they hide behind the fact that, well, we have some theories of how this could... It's not being honest. That's what they think. More than being heretical, more than being absolutely absurd by believing in such a thing that could happen by itself, where you wouldn't believe anything else happened just by itself. It's really not being honest with oneself. It's It's being dishonest. It's covering up where one really knows the truth. And that's the, uh, perhaps, the worst thing of all. And then we're going to go through, as we learn the Perek, the different areas of Chochmah. But that's what he's starting off saying. But to look into the Bria, and you don't have to look too far. You look at just certain animals. Uh, unbelievable. Just this morning, Ephraim was telling me on his trip, he'd, he uh, encountered certain exquisite animals, which, of course, he photographed. And But you look at them, every one of them, how they are made, it perfectly for the environment that they live in and what they need to live and to nourish themselves and how they look with all the colors, it's, it's magnificent. And obviously, it can't be such a thing just, just happened to be and just came into being. It's impossible. It, does, it defies common sense and logic. And it's not being honest with oneself. But we who are honest with oneself, we know that our Kashmir, Shem says, I want you to look into my brie, I want you to appreciate it, gain from it, get from it, you get out of it, because the creation itself gives credence on the Creator. Agutenacht.